Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. There's a lot of real news. And so when I say good news, I'm not just talking about hype. I'm talking about things that are really good. I'm talking about someone who is really good and he's good for you and your life. Right now in the media and all around the world, there's things happening. In Nepal, there's, there's been thousands killed in an earthquake, and it's been really bad. And you've probably seen that and followed it, and you've seen that, man, this is, this is not good. And yet, and yet, in the rubble comes a four-month-old that they find after a couple of days pulled out. And you see how hope is still in those situations, and there's still some good things coming through that. We see the situation in Baltimore, and, and how many of you know that that's bad news right now? And so we're praying for that. And so I'm, I'm not going to diminish what's going on in the world, but I do believe that God is so much bigger and so much better, and there is good news to be had, and I'm going to rejoice more over the good than I am the bad. Amen? Amen. Yes. So over this last several weeks, we've had different people talking about good News, And we've been um, following your stories of good news, and it's been really fun. Here's the ENC ladies. We have such a group of ladies right now, and Laura's in this picture, and Laura was reached at our 10 days outreach this year. Can we give Laura a big hand? Man, she is so, so awesome. She is the one on the far, far left. You're left, far left. That's Laura, and she came over to our house for burgers this week, and Man, God is doing stuff. And hashtag good news. Good news of worship. We've been having incredible worship. Can we give our worship team a big hand for all they do? They're, they're awesome and we love them. And so we hashtag good news for that. Um, man, you know, I, I, I know that there's a lot of Mayweather fans in here and a lot of people made a lot of money betting on Mayweather and, and we love him. But you know what? I love Manny's integrity. And that he's still a man of integrity. And so here's some good news. Is that, that even when you lose, you can love Jesus. Even when you lose, you can, you can love God. And, and uh, I, love, I love Pacquiao and that. I love, I love just the, um, the reconciliation that's been happening in every nation and around our country. And, and we need a lot more of that. And a group of 28 people went to Oklahoma University last week where we ended up doing a reconciliation night and sharing the gospel on campus and, and just loving people and being willing to listen to their story. And so how many know that's good news? Like we need more of that around here. Yes. And then I love mamas, and I'm excited about celebrating mamas next week. And if you're a mom in here, we love you. And, and get ready for next week because it's going to be so special. But, but Easter is a time for family, and here's the Compost family just loving their kids. Shout out to mom. Shout out to Amy for, for bringing three kids every Sunday. She is super incredible. Can you encourage her? That is good news being with your family. We, we love what God's doing there. And then, how many of you have been doing any Dove Smash videos? Y'all been doing any Dove Smash videos? It's where, it's where you lip sync to some song, and it's really fun. So here's Angel and Hannah Dove Smashing. And how many of you know the Lion King is good? And, and when you sing the Lion King to each other in the car, it's really good news. Yes. There they are. I love that face, Hannah. You're welcome. And then lastly, um, man, just... 
a lot of stories about lives being changed, transformed, and baptisms. How many of you know a new life in Jesus is good news? That's good news. Can we give all those who stepped out in baptism this past month a big hand? Good news. The good news is that God became man in Christ Jesus. And that he lived a life that you and I couldn't live. He lived perfectly and holy. He walked in my shoes and yet did not fall and did not sin. He was tempted in every way. And at the age of 33, he gave his life willingly upon the cross to die for my sins and your sins. And three days later, proving that he is God, rose from the dead, conquering death, offering salvation to anybody who would repent and ask for forgiveness and call upon the name of Jesus. That is good news. It's why we're here this morning. It's how we conclude this series this morning. And if you have your notes out this morning, you can turn, um, you can open your notes, you can open the YouVersion Bible, you can look for a live group, you can find Luminous Church, where you can follow along with today's message. But we'll have all the scriptures on the screen for you this morning. Point one is good news is awesome. Tell your neighbor, good news is awesome. Good news is awesome. It just is. Romans 10, 12, and 13. If you have your Bibles, you turn to Romans Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I, I desperately need your Holy Spirit to lead and teach this morning to disclose truths that we desperately need illuminated in our lives so that we can live victorious this week in every way. Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. And God, I ask in amazing ways, would you surprise us? Would you surprise us in amazing ways and where we need your touch? Where we need your healing, where we need your power, would you show up, Jesus, this morning? We invite you here. Everybody say, Amen. In Romans chapter 10, verse 12, it says this Where there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Good news is awesome because it's totally for you. How many of you grew up riding roller coasters? How many of you grew up going to theme parks? Anybody go to a theme park? Who hasn't been to a theme park? Okay. All of us have been to theme parks. And I was a short man in stature. And, and I use the past tense because I was shorter than I am now, believe it or not. And I was always short, and my friends towered over me. And when we went to Six Flags, there was this ride, Runaway Mine Train. Runaway Mine Train was so awesome. Everybody would ride it, and they would smile and laugh afterwards. They'd talk about how awesome this experience is. And I remember as a young man who was very short watching my friends ride roller coaster because I could not. Now, I don't really know a lot of discrimination. You've walked in shoes that I have not walked. And some of you in this place know discrimination way more than I know it. But I knew as a short man I was discriminated against because every time I went up to the line at the roller coaster, I was just shy of the red line. Any of you been shy of the red line before? Anybody, anybody wanted to ride something but they were turned away because they were too short? They were just too short. That was me. And so my friends would ride it and they would have a blast and, and I desperately wanted to do that. And what I love about the gospel, what I love about Jesus is good news is awesome because it's for everyone. 
It's for everyone. You, you can neither be too short or too tall. You can neither be too dark or too light. You can neither be uh, this or that. The gospel is for everyone. It is for you and it is for me. And I love the gospel. I love that it does not discriminate. And I love that when I began to participate in the gospel, I began to experience the thrill of the gospel. I love that, that Jesus bestows his riches on all of us. Good news is rich. Come on, baby. Somebody say rich. rich. Good news is rich. It is so rich. In fact, John 10.10 10 talks about the richness of good news. It says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Who doesn't want abundance? Who doesn't want abundant life? Who doesn't want this? I mean, all these movies, we talk about the tree of life, where they're trying to find the secret portion of, uh, to sustain their life. And you watch, um, what's, the, what's the big movie right there that, that comes out with Harrison Ford? And, and uh, come on, somebody help me. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, man. Indiana Jones. Julia, you get a prize. Somebody, get her a prize. I'm just kidding. Okay. Indiana Jones, man, I love this. Temple doom, and here they are trying to find, trying to find life. Did you realize life is really the only thing that is fleeting? Life is the only thing that is that is that you can't control. It is the thing that will decay. We're decaying, and we're going to return to the dust, just like we remain. But what I love about good news is good news is awesome, and good news is abundant life. And it's promised life. And it's not just life eternal one day when I pass away. But it's life that starts right now. It's why David here today says, who feels alive in this place? Who feels alive? Because when you have good news, you come to life. Life to the full. I love that. So with so much good news, what do we do? Good news must spread. Point two, good news must spread. Good news is awesome, so we got to go tell somebody. Verse 14 and 15 of chapter 10 of Romans says, How then will they call on him who they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? How are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Those who don't believe won't call. Those who haven't heard won't call. Those who aren't listening to a preacher won't call. The preacher won't preach unless he's sent. Beautiful feet preach good news. Beautiful feet preach good news. And on the contrary, there's ugly feet. Feet are just gross. You know, like feet are gross. I love to see pretty feet. You know, it's like it's rare to find pretty feet. I don't have pretty feet. My toes are crooked. It's just true. They're really bad. They're really gross. I try to keep them in there. But how many of you know, man, there, there's this ugly feet. There's ugly feet out there, man. There, there is. The ugly feet is, is spreading bad news, spreading negativity, spreading, spreading evil, spreading so many things that are counter to what Jesus wanted us to do. Beautiful feet have something good to bring. How many of you like Santa Claus? Like we love Santa Claus. 
We love his sled. How many of you like the sled of Santa Claus? It, it can fly. It can go places. But how many know at the end of the day, if the sled just flies but doesn't have anything good in it, you don't really like the sled? I mean, the sled just can get old after a while. But the sled is good because it has gifts inside for you and me. It brings cheer for all to hear. I love Santa Claus because he's bringing presents and gifts. And just like good news, good news is a gift is a gift and it's coming with something it's coming with power and it's for all of us to hear with good news comes life my neighbor steve adams he loves he, he loves to do projects around his house and i've i've been having, developing this relationship with steve i really like steve he has seven girls seven girls that's a that's a lot of women it's a lot of women in one house but he does, and he is awesome. I love Steve. And Steve, the other day, he spread fertilizer on his lawn. But he ran out halfway. And so as his grass began to grow, one side was green and one side was yellow. How many of you have ever done that before? You, you can notice where the spreader missed the fertilizer. We can do it with grass seed, too. If, if the grass seed runs out at a certain point, grass won't grow there. And we know this, that good news has to be spread. It has to be spread all over the place, just like putting it in a spreader. And you have to go and you have to spread it. And as you spread it, you're going to see many things happen. You're going to see seeds start to germinate and take root. And you're going to see life begin to come forth. Some seed will, when I, when I spread seed on my yard, some of it falls onto the driveway. Some of it falls on the sidewalk. Some of it gets eaten by birds. Some of it doesn't germinate, but most of it does, and I keep spreading because I want a green grass. I'm from West Texas. It's hard to get green grass in West Texas. Can anybody testify to that? It just is. It just is. And so I appreciate grass, and I appreciate seeds, and I appreciate a green lawn. How much more do I appreciate good news of Jesus Christ being spread? So how do we spread this good news? Well, one way we've been doing it over the last five weeks, and we've been hashtagging it. Good news. You can hashtag good news. You can spread it that way. You can spread good news by loving your neighbor. You can spread good news by, by the way you live your life. Some of you have blogs here that you like to blog. Does anybody like to blog? You like to blog and you spread good news that way. You spread good news through just the way you live your life. You spread news by talking life. And most importantly, you spread news when you bring Jesus into the conversation. And the more you bring Jesus into the conversation, the more that you're going to see the, the seeds actually germinate and begin to grow. As you begin to share Jesus in everything that you do, you're going to see good news spread. And I love that you've been spreading good news over and over again. In Acts chapter 8, we were there last week. We were talking about the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit came, came upon them. And in Acts chapter 8, we see Philip in verse 26. And point three, good news conversation. Good news conversation. In Acts chapter 8, verse 26, it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. I want you to know that it is a desert place, a desolate place. Not to be over-spiritual, but I think oftentimes in a desert place, you wonder if there really is life out there in desert places. I don't know the significance of this place, but I do know out there there wasn't many people around and there wasn't much grass growing. And there wasn't much hope. 
And Philip in verse 27, and he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. A couple observations about this, this Ethiopian. One, he was a eunuch. Two, he was a government official. He, he was in charge of the treasure chest of the queen. He had a lot of authority, a lot of integrity. And yet, this eunuch, who's an Ethiopian, is going to worship at the temple. It's amazing that an outsider, that somebody who, who had hope in Jesus, was going into Jerusalem to worship. It's amazing this, because, because to go to the Jerusalem to worship for this man was seen as full Paul. It wasn't seen as, as acceptable. In fact, in Deuteronomy 23... No one who is demasculated or crushed or whose male organ is cut off shall enter the assembly of the Lord. No one born of forbidden union may enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord. So here you have this eunuch who's going to the house of worship. He's going to this place. And as they read from the Torah, as they traditionally did, he was reading about how he wasn't accepted there. How he wasn't loved there. In fact, how he wasn't even supposed to be there. And I don't know if this eunuch was hiding his condition. I don't know if he was hiding um, his state. I don't know if he was hiding what was going on. More than likely, he probably was. In order to go to the temple, he had to cover up some things. And I think here in this place this morning that you've come to this house, to this church, to worship. And as you do, there are things in your life that you've been hiding and that you've been keeping away from everyone else that, so they wouldn't see your condition. So they wouldn't see what's going on. And as this eunuch began to, to find out God and worship Him, he was wondering, can he too belong? Can he too belong to these people? And in and, and verse 28, and was returning seated in his chariot and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. I wonder why the eunuch was reading Isaiah. I wonder why he was reading this particular book after he was worshiping. I'm thinking because this book offers hope. This book offers hope to him and his state and his condition and what he was discriminated against. In Isaiah 56, 3, it says, Let not the foreigner who had joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. There was probably a good reason he was reading Isaiah. Because you see, as he was reading the Torah, hearing things in the Torah, he's not accepted according to the law. But in Isaiah, there's a promise. In Isaiah, there's a promise, and I think there's a promise for you this morning if you've been discriminated against because your past and what you've done and sins that you've entered, or maybe in the state of how you were born, maybe it's a certain culture and you've been discriminated against, there is hope this morning. And I'm going to tell you that there's hope this morning, and just like the eunuch in Isaiah who was sitting there reading, is there hope for me? And he's reading these promises, yes, there is. And as begin to read, and in verse 29, the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? Verse 31, he said, how can I unless someone guides me? 
And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shear is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. In verse 34, and the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does a prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with the scripture, he told them the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water. Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. How amazing is that? A man from another country going to worship God, the one true God, asking for answers, discriminated against, finds hope in Isaiah that there is a promise that he can enter into the kingdom of God and the fulfillment of the promise through Jesus Christ. For all those who repent and believe, the gospel comes to him. Good news comes to the unit. I love Jesus. I love Jesus because in your circumstance, I know that some of you have been coming to Luminous for some time. And you've been reading the Bible, you've been reading the scripture, and you've been hearing the teachings. And as you have done this, you wonder, can this be for me? And I want to tell you, good news is for all people. All people. Here's what's crazy is the Ethiopian didn't have to get cleaned up. He didn't have to become perfect. He didn't have to, he didn't have to do the right thing. He didn't have to become a certain way. In fact, the, the Ethiopian, there were some ways he could he could never be fully right according to Jewish law. And yet, yet, Jesus meets him. And so for you, I, I think as we read this. Are you, are you, did you come to Luminous Church and over this last five weeks have you been hearing good news and you're like, man, I really want to be a part of good news. I really love good news. I really want this to be true for me. But yet I've done this. Yet I've done that. And I'm a rule breaker. I just can't keep everything. That's you this morning. I want to tell you there is a place for you to get unstuck. There is a place where you realize that as you're stuck right there in a passage, in a scripture, and you're wrestling with, can this be good for me? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. You see, Jesus came. He came to preach good news to the poor and bring liberty to the captives. He came to open up blind eyes so that you would not only see dimly, but that you would see so clearly. And as the worship team closes us out this morning, I want to celebrate what God has been doing in this place. Because I see that a lot of us have been opening our eyes and a lot of us are in this place where we're coming in contact with good news. And if that's you this morning, where you want good news and you want Jesus to be so real for you this morning, and you want eternal life, life to the full, life abundant, then we're going to give you an opportunity to do that as the worship team comes forward. And for those who've been hearing good news, have been spreading good news, I want to cheer you on. Keep doing good. Keep doing good. Keep spreading good news. Don't let the hashtag stop here. Don't let the message stop here. 
Don't let these things stop here. Wherever you go, would you be a spreader? Would you be a spreader? And just like me, I went up to Steve the other day and we were hanging out. And as I looked at his grass, I go, what happened, man? This side is real green and this side is not. And Steve said, I just ran out of fertilizer. And you know what I told Steve? I go, I have some fertilizer. And so I went to my house and I went to my garage and I grabbed this bag of fertilizer and I brought it over to Steve. And I said, hey man, put this on that yellow grass. It was that easy. It was that simple. How good, how easy is that? That's how easy it is to spread good news. And if you would stand with me this morning as we begin to close our time in praise and worship. I want to encourage you this morning that there's people that God has put in your life. People that God has put in your life that, that look pretty yellow. And I, I don't mean their skin color. <laughs> what I mean is their heart. It looks dry. It looks like a desolate place. It looks dark. They just need some hope. Just need some fertilizer, some love. We just need more Jesus. And you, you are beautiful. You in this place are beautiful. And if you don't know that, I want you to know that before the, this morning is over. That you are beautiful. Now what Jesus has started in you and what he's going to see to completion will be more beautiful. And you have beauty to share. And beauty of not your own accord and what you have done. But beauty in what Jesus has done. And so can I pray for you as you close your eyes and bow your heads. And then we're going we're gonna to praise in this place this morning. Father, for those who are just like the eunuch who are sitting in a chariot. Who've been coming to the place of worship, Luminous Church. And they've been coming week in and week out. And yet, still, don't feel like they belong. Jesus, would you illuminate your scripture and your word and your power to them that they would never be the same after today. Lord, those who radiate in this place, I thank you for a church that radiates Jesus. God, encourage them. Remind them how beautiful they are not because of what they have done, but because of what you have done in them. God, can they spread good news this week? In every way, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we give God a big hand?